Welcome to the Minter Dialogue Radio Show, number 21. This interview is with Lucas Meixner, co-founder of SocialBakers.com, the world's largest Facebook statistics portal. Lucas is in charge of its professional services unit called Candy Tech, which is a digital or social media agency based in Prague. In this interview, we are going to discuss the origins of Social Bakers, where it's headed, and what are some of the keys for a successful social media strategy, according to Social Bakers. An interesting conversation, to say the least. Hello, bonjour, and welcome to the Minter Dialogue Radio Show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, and I'm author of the blog, themindset.com. That's T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview. So let's cut to the quick. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Minter Dialogue radio show. It's the 2nd of March, 2012, and today I have a very special guest. Uh, his name is Lucas Meixner, and Lucas is out of Prague, Czech Republic. He is the co-founder of an extremely interesting site called Social Bakers. Now, if you don't know it, Social Bakers is the world's largest Facebook statistics portal. And Lucas is in charge of its professional services unit called Candy Tech. All right, so Lucas, welcome to the show. Let, tell us uh, who you are and exactly what you're up to. Hi, everyone. This is Lucas. Uh, as Miller said, I'm one of the co-founders of Social Bakers, and my goal is to uh, service some of our top clients because we uh, provide a software-as-a-service uh, product that uh, brands can use to uh, compare themselves and see how they are doing in the field of social media. And, uh, you know, we figure out that some brands uh, might lack the capacity to do that internally and then might, they might need professional help. So this is where we usually step in and we help brands to understand and also engage in social media. So we uh, provide consultancy services to them as well as, uh, uh, you know, creating campaigns on Facebook and, and other social media. So, I mean, essentially, at, at the base, you guys are a media agency that have uh, basically clogged into this idea that we need to have analytics, and that's the basis for creating campaigns. Can you, can you talk to right? Can you talk to us about the uh, the origins of social bakers? Yeah, you're you're right. Uh, we actually started as a creative or digital or social media agency, if you like, and we were doing campaigns for our clients. We started here in Prague, and we were going to clients at the time where Facebook had about ten percent of its current audience in in uh, Czech Republic, and uh, you know we were doing engaging applications and uh, doing promotions on Facebook, and you know at a, at a certain point we. Uh, figure out that we have too much uh, time, that we spend too much time on reporting uh, and doing this you know, manually. So we decided to create a simple tool that would help us to do the reporting and not spend every Monday and uh, full day of a couple of people doing that. And that's how we started building the tool. And, uh, you know, once we realized that, that uh, this is quite useful, we decided to, uh, you know, offer it to the market and uh, focus our, our uh, skills on, on that. All right. So, Social Bakers is a, is, an, is a basically an analytics tool. I mean, for someone who, who doesn't really understand, you've got the Facebook Insights information. What does Social Bakers do on top of that? What do you layer in? 
Well, uh, one of the things that we were missing in in uh, so Facebook Insights was that uh, you know it wasn't giving you the data. Sometimes, I mean, they're you know doing lots of improvements and it's great, but uh, there are certain views that they don't, simply don't have. So we decided to you know create our own views, some of our own metrics, and uh, use them because they. Tell you much more than you can just figure out from the insights, and you know that was one reason. If I have to do a competitive page to to Facebook Insights, and another beauty of the tool is that uh, we also gather data from the platform itself. So, uh, you know, you don't have to be administrator of your competitor's page, let's say, to get certain information about the page and its performance. So what we are trying to focus on is benchmarking. So every social media marketer has the ability and uh, a chance to compare himself to uh, his competitors and see how well they are doing, learn from their mistakes or best practices and implement it into their strategy. If I, if I, you know, you're in the back office, so you know how, uh, where people are looking on social bakers. What what are the one or first or second top pages that people look at in uh, in the social bakers environment? Well, if you go to our website, because we run on a freemium model, so you can you know see some of the stats for free, and then there is the platform and the product. So very often, and that's where we got most traffic, is uh, comparing brands in various countries. So I'm not really sure at the moment where does the most of our uh, traffic come from, but uh, people from these countries want to see how their page is performing, and once they, you know, figure it out, then they can see themselves in the in the leaderboard, mm-hmm. they decide to learn or you know, to, to move on and see uh, what else can they measure and how can they use that to their benefit. Talking about uh, your business model, I mean, uh, I've, of course, come across uh, a competitor, or at least, a, a, I would say, a compatriot first, maybe, uh, who's also from the Czech Republic, uh, ZoomSphere. Uh, have you seen a lot of other sites popping up in this kind of model that you've got? You guys are clearly leading the way, but do you see a lot of other sites coming up? Uh, yeah, we do. I wouldn't say maybe a lot of, but definitely this is the industry that, uh, you know, is quite new and people uh, are interested in doing something similar that we do. And they, you know, it's good because it tells us that we are going the right direction, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't mind competition. We don't see much competition on the global uh, level. We often see competitors doing, you know, a couple of markets and uh, here and a couple of markets there and, you know, regional competition mostly. So, uh, you know, that that's good, but we are still trying to be one step ahead and uh, first of all serving uh, a global service, which is, you know, quite a challenge monitoring like millions of Facebook pages in our database mm-hmm. and uh, also bring new features, uh, bring new social media that we could monitor and, um, you know, go with it. All right. So here's a question that might be burning in a few people's ears. All right. So we have certain companies, uh, maybe out in California, that have algorithms that people don't necessarily understand exactly that change on a regular basis. So I know that Social Bakers has their proprietary algorithm. 
uh, of the 30 different uh, criteria, right, that go into your, uh, your own pr proprietary ranking. How do you guys deal with the transparency issue? I mean, if you look at clout and how they've cha have been challenged because they uh, were not being very transparent and yet having this sort of closed algorithm really is the secret to the success. How do you guys manage that? I mean, you must have people asking, well, what are the 30 criteria? I'd be interested to your response on that. Uh, right. So, you know, what we try to do is uh, be as much transparent as we can. So, uh, you know, every metric you look at at uh, our service uh, is explained there, no matter if it's engagement rating or, I don't know, volatility index, response rate. So this should be, uh, you know, pretty much straightforward metrics that everyone should be able to understand and uh, you know, learn from it instantly and give them the uh, sort of actionable insight that they need uh, rather than, you know, looking at a certain number without actually being sure what it means or mm -hmm. uh, how he can move it like uh, up or down and how to work with that. Uh, I totally understand. Um, and I think that the, the one of the challenges a lot of companies face is really having definitions on what exactly is engagement. Do you want to include the comment, the share, the like? What? <laughs> so there's a lot of, and there'll be a lot more changes, I'm sure, coming forward. So here, um, exactly. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just about to say, you know, it's uh, not the thing that some of the companies uh, are trying to, uh, you know, confuse the users or just, uh, you know, keep a proprietary metric without explaining it. But it's such a new field that uh, there are several angles how you can look at it and uh, you know we are inventing the metrics ourselves because they are not given right absolutely we are measuring web for you know 10 10 years now but uh so the, the metrics like visitors and views are pretty clear but no one was really sure how to actually measure social media and what, mm -hmm. uh, to take out of it so yeah and on that note i'm working with a company today on, on seeing how to try and find some sort of metadata on social media so that we're going to be able to cut across Google+, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and, and find some way of, of understanding what is your social media do, digital uh, imprint. You know, how is the overall engagement, not just page by page. So I guess we'll have to invent that one together, right? Yeah, that is correct. I mean, you know... There are two things you can measure or two types of metrics. One of them uh, is more about the volume and the other one is more about the strength of relationship. So it makes sense to combine it and that's what we are sort of looking at in the in the future that we want to, you know, go that way to not present just quantity but uh, quality as well. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to be watching you closely. So listen, talking about the future, Lucas, uh, what are some of the uh, near-term developments? I mean, I know you guys have you know, you've added on Google+, and recently started categorizing by country, including France. Thank you. Merci for all the French people. Um, what are the other, some of the other developments that you have been working on that you can tell us about? Well, uh, there are basically two directions we are trying to go uh, one of them is, uh, let's call it horizontally, where we, you know, have all these, um, all these uh, social networks and social uh, media sites that we are monitoring, and you can sort of, uh, 
you know, estimate the way that we are going to go by looking at our uh, free part of the website where we now have Facebook, Twitter, Google+, LinkedIn, and YouTube statistics. But, uh, you know, our product uh, engagement analytics, uh, as for now, covers Facebook and Twitter. So, you know, it's always like the first step is that we try to gather some data, of, offer it to the public, and try to learn with the API and, you know, get familiar with the with the service and then we implement it into our product so you know that that's a little hint how you mm-hmm. can then figure out what what <laughs> we will do in the future mm-hmm. and there's also another uh, direction where we you know we now monitor certain parts of uh, social media but we also want to include uh, listening which is currently in a beta uh, version and a closed beta where we tested with some of our premium clients we are looking into seo we are looking into ads analytics and basically our our company's vision is to create one eber dashboard where you would be able to uh, see all the types of media earned paint out at uh, in one place and see uh, how where are the synergies and how users are interacting and how you can monetize that as a, as a marketer. Oh, I've got to love that. I mean, and so you're actually pondering a, a sort of a semantic analysis uh, automatic tool? We aren't into uh, semantic analysis automatically. We, you know, there are very uh, little and like there's a, there's not many engines that can do that at the moment. Uh, and especially, you know, in all the languages, hmm. we would obviously start with English and uh, some some other major languages, but it's still, you know, a, a tough job. So uh, rather than that, we are focused on just listening and collecting the uh, tweets and the voices of users in the uh, social media, in the internet. And, uh, we the semantics part we usually leave out to either uh, users themselves or we can provide a department that does that. But you know we are not in the semantics yet. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll watch that space. All right. So um, so brands are obviously your clients, or I assume the majority of your clients. And uh, from your angle, I'd be interested to know what do you think are the three keys to success to a social media strategy these days. Okay, well, what we typically advise our clients is that, uh, you know, first, before doing a strategy, you should start with some analysis. And uh, obviously, you know, most of the brands are already somehow in the social media space. So they already have a page and they already have their competitors there. So it's good to know, uh, you know, what, where, where come from. Then uh, it all obviously makes sense to and it depends on the size of the of your audience but you know if you have a brand page and it's got like thousands or tens of thousands uh, likes and you feel like you can go much farther then it's a good idea to do some sort of acquisition campaign which obviously has to respect you know a couple of uh, couple of points and you know one of them would be obviously the relevance to the users that's you know the 
number one rule in marketing no matter where whether you are doing your campaign then obviously it has to respect some some of the key aspects of social media so it has to be you know somehow fun or provocative or something that you know is will entertain the users and you have to snap out of the standard thinking where you just gonna push your message towards the masses without you know engaging them so mm-hmm. we try to make our campaigns engaging i know it may sound like a cliche and everyone is talking about that but you know even though everyone or a lot of people are talking about that it's still uh, very few campaigns like actually mm-hmm. engage the people rather than than asking them to just uh, you know become a liker or a fan of the page without without actually you know making any impact and then obviously it's ROI uh, which we are really proud of that we we focus on the effectiveness of the campaign which means uh, you know if uh, how much are the production costs how uh, much do you spend on advertising and you know how does it all work together how many users can you attract and what's the value of the users so you know again the the, the number three is always uh, analyze again <laughs> what you have done and and then you know maintaining the community ongoing obviously not just when you're campaigning but on on pretty much daily basis what would you uh, i mean you might have some clients you want to mention at this point but <laughs> give me give us a couple of examples of, of pages that you think are, are really interesting out there i mean obviously not the, the the common ones but the ones that you see are interesting and and would be a, a new a new breath of fresh air fresh air for people to look at uh okay well one of my favorite pages is uh captain morgan not just because i'm a fan of the drink itself but uh also it's a pretty pretty you know well set up page uh i believe that they are engaging with the users the right way and they you know have the community love that they uh would expect so that would be one you know, obviously Starbucks, but we agreed we're not going to say the <laughs> common ones. And, uh, you know, there are some even local pages of clients that we work for. And, uh, you know, they are doing a pretty good job as well, even though it's not a, a, a huge uh, reach in the in the global meeting. Well, take, but, if I take it know. another way, maybe, um, do you see examples of, of certain industries or commerces that are doing this that you wouldn't expect to be doing well you know there's the obvious ones but then you know i think of uh you know a, a boulanger in paris or you know a newspaper kiosk you have any other examples like that that might take us by surprise uh well one of them could be one of our friends uh, local coffee place uh you know they started uh, as a small business uh, and you know even though they're they don't have a huge budget and you know they are but they are you know naturalists i would say i mean they have uh, about 11000 fans in a city with population 150 which is you know amazing it <laughs> so, certainly is good penetration um it's right. all about building community so you know anything that it's, has a community of people coming into it on a regular basis you got to believe that that's a good opportunity so um i uh, we just had the uh, the fmc meeting up in new york or at least I wasn't there, but I know about it, would like to hear your take on the new timeline. 
for pages. Uh-huh. Well, there, you know, it's a great step because I understand why Facebook is doing that. And it's, uh, you know, it's pretty much the same revolution that happened with users' profiles. Uh, it makes the conversations really happen and, and uh, really matter because uh, it's a different view on, on the history of the brand and the communication of what they are actively, you know, doing with the community. And, uh, you know, there are some things that we really love about that. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, seen the ability to highlight a post, which yeah, is uh, you pretty good. It. And yeah. we, are, we are really excited about that from, obviously, the analytics point of view, because uh, this should mangle a lot with the uh, engagement of certain posts and we are looking forward to, to that and the real-time stats, obviously. I'm sort of, I think I will be missing the uh, functionality of uh, a landing tab, which basically, you know, was a great way how to welcome the users on your page and engage them, like, since the very first view. But you know, the tabs are still there and you can still use them to do little promotions and things like these. And I'm sure that, you know, Facebook is going to come up with, with a way how to utilize it uh, well, either I, way. It's not so, clear for me. I, I was understanding that link gating is still going to be possible. Or like, sorry, like gating so that you, you do have a, a landing page. I, I was understanding that that's still possible. I know there's a little bit of confusion in the marketplace about that. Yeah, uh, well, you can still do uh, like-gating, that is correct, but uh, you have to somehow drive the users to that certain tab. So you cannot I do see. landing tab anymore. Uh, you see. always land on the timeline view of the, of the page. Mm -hmm. So as usual, it's going to be then channeling people into where you want them to go. Okay, um, so uh, we have, thanks for that, uh, Lucas, and then um, you, you've uh, put on Google Plus onto your system, so we know about that. What about Pinterest? What's your intro? What do you think about Pinterest? I personally like the service. I haven't been much active there yet uh, because, you know, it's another profile you just have to manage, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh, really great. I don't know, uh, the, you know, user base about the user base in Europe but it's definitely getting there at this time I see mostly my friends from you know social media specialists and, and marketers uh, checking the service out but I also have quite a, a bunch of friends from US and they are you know most of them are there and they're like pinning their their favorite pictures so it's definitely you know gonna be used and it's already in certain markets used by masses and it's uh you know i don't mean to i don't mean this to sound uh in a bad way but you know it's not like highly innovative it's got you know all the all the functionalities that they're just basically taken out of different platforms mm -hmm. and put together. But you know it, it works. Like people like that. People like sharing pictures and most of the you know, content on Facebook is somehow visualized and, you know, they have taken that opportunity and it seems quite well and we are 
already experimenting with uh, some of our clients in our portfolio with with Pinterest, and they are excited about that. So, well, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Facebook wasn't the first social network; it was just the best. It's not about being the first; it's right. about being the best. Uh, you know, exactly. so in their case, functionality. And the other thing that strikes me is that if you you sort of cross the new timeline with Pinterest, you both both of them are putting the image uh, prime location. And, and and you obviously see how strong the image speaks. So um, do, you, do you see from your angle any other interesting um, social media sites that, you know, could be the Pinterest of tomorrow, <laughs> taking one step further ahead? Um, to be fair, you know, I, I'd rather be surprised. I don't like to play the visionary, and I know that we are going to talk about Google Plus as well, and uh, that's the, the role that I'm not really comfortable with just because... Uh, you know, vision areas are, are very often wrong. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Uh, very well said. So, I get it. Yeah. All right. And Lucas, um, so last uh, question. Do you have any uh, favorite apps or sites you'd like to share with us? You know, get into the mind of Lucas Meixner and how does he, uh, how does he stay ahead of the crop? <laughs> okay, so if I had to, uh, you know, say the obvious ones, uh, I, I'm a huge fan of Foursquare. I love collecting badges, and I like the gamification layer they've put on, you know, geolocation. I mean, that's something that certainly Facebook is missing with with places. Like, I don't check into places on Facebook because I don't get any points and badges, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I like mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, uh, the other apps I uh, use on daily basis is uh, Runkeeper, oh, yeah? which uh, not on daily basis because I'm sometimes too lazy. But you know, I I love the idea, and I, again, I like the connection from from real world to uh, social, and uh, that's that's something that I really. And you know, I said I don't want to play visionary, but that's where I where I see the future. Like all of the daily things, like you know. We run, we listen to music, and we read newspapers and all of these things, and they're becoming more and more social. So, you know, that's that's what I really want the world to be, and that's uh, where, I, where I see it. Move from social and media then, to social life. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind if my fridge knew what I want to order and made me a customized list, and then I would have a better shopper experience at a mall or something. So, you know, that that's what I'm looking forward to. And, uh, you know, speaking of gamification, as I mentioned it, uh, I don't know if you've heard about healthmonth.com, which is a very early beta how, service. How's it spelled? Health. Health month. Month. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tell us about it. And, and uh, basically it allows you to set up certain goals for for each month. And, uh, you know, you can set how difficult it would be for you to reach them, how much would you have to give away. Uh, and, you know, it allows you to track your progress uh, on daily basis and there are some like certain life points uh, and basically it makes real life and all the new year's resolutions we have it makes them easier to come true and to stick to them and uh, you know it makes uh, it's fun on top of that so that's so what I just recently started to use, and I'm really excited about that because uh, you know I think the social there's 
still a lot of things to explore. There's a lot of things that uh, we can do, but you know, it's pretty much the layer is already there, right? Mm-hmm. So the the next challenge would be creating the gamification or the game layer, which, you know, partly is there, I mean, in a certain way, Miles and More program and Happy Hours at Bars are, are a way of the game layer on in the real world, but we have still a lot of improvement to do there, and I really like this effort where I get rewarded for, you know, eating raw fruit every day and you know smoking less every day or whatever my goals are yeah. and uh you know that that's where i really uh see see the future well, and the potential that's spectacular lucas so i like i love that i'll put that of course in the show notes so lucas uh for those of the people who are listening still on to the show how can they get in touch with you or track track down uh, social bakers well, you can just go to www.socialbakers.com or uh, you can, you know, find me on, on LinkedIn or Facebook or even Twitter, even, you know, in, in my defense, I, I don't tweet too much. So you can reach me on, on these networks or, or through our website. I'll be happy to, uh, you know, get in touch with you and, and chat. Hey, Lucas, it's been a pleasure having you on board. Love getting inside of Lucas Meixner's head and uh, a little bit behind what's going on in Social Bakers. So, Lucas, uh, thanks very much. Uh, Dobro dien. I'm not sure exactly how to say it. I'm more as my Russian coming out. Sorry. <laughs> That's pretty much accurate. It's close. And uh, have a lovely day. We'll be in touch soon, right? Right. Thanks for having me and have a great day. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue radio show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com, T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter. If you like the show, please don't forget to click the handy Facebook like button or tweet it out. And if you speak French, you can find my other French language interviews on minterdial.fr. In the meantime, please come join the conversation at The Mindset or catch me on Twitter at M-D-I-A-L. Happy trails. Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian jiu-jitsu in life, we've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.